Julie Ryan, noted psychic and medical intuitive, is ready to answer your personal questions, even those you never knew you could ask. For more than 25 years, as she developed and refined her intuitive skills, Julie used her knowledge as a successful inventor and businesswoman to help others. Now, she wants to help you to grow, heal, and get the answers you've been longing to hear. Do you have a question for someone who's transitioned? Do you have a medical issue? What about your pet's health or behavior? Perhaps you have a loved one who's close to death and you'd like to know what's happening. Are you on the path to fulfill your life's purpose? No matter where you are in the world, take a journey to the other side and ask Julie Ryan. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Ask Julie Ryan Show. I'm Julie, your host, and I'm so delighted you could join us this evening. My reason for doing this show is to provide information, insight, and comfort to people around the world by helping to answer life's unanswerable questions. And we have people that call in and join us on the show, and then we also have people that submit questions online. So I'll be answering some of those this evening as well. You always have a better chance of getting your question answered if you call in. Plus, it's a lot more fun doing it that way. So we have several callers that are already on hold, and uh, and so let's start with them, and then I'll get to some of the questions that have been submitted online. Our first caller, I believe, is Patty. Hi, Patty. Are you with us? I am. Thank you. Hi. Good evening. Thanks for joining us. Oh, thank you. Tell everybody where you're calling from. I'm calling from Oklahoma City, from Edmond, Oklahoma. Okay. Terrific. Well, do you have a question for me? I do, and it probably seems trivial, but I I am um, every day dealing with a problem with my dog. <laughs> okay. And, um, and I I um, he's a nine year old schnoodle. He's really kind of an inside dog, but he's gotten to the point what is where a schnoodle. He, What's a schnoodle? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I've heard he's that a, before. He's a schnauzer and a poodle, and he's about 15 pounds, so he's small. Okay. And he's never been, like, a real affectionate dog, but um, but he always usually is pretty much with me. Okay. Um, but he is, um, he's um, gotten to the point now where when I, whenever I put him out and then he'll, you know, not want to come in or he'll come and bark at the door for me to let him in and I'll go to the door and he'll back away. So then I'll close the door and come back and he'll come back and bark again or whine and I'll come and open the door and he'll back away. And he does this over and over, no matter how many times I, I'll try to entice him with cheese or cold cuts or, um, and sometimes that would work, you know, if I were, was trying to get him you know, to do something, but it, nothing works. I mean, he, and then sometimes he'll just, when he backs away, he'll just kind of stand there and like whine, like crying. Like he wants to come in. And sometimes when he comes to the door and I open it, it's kind of like he'll sniff in and uh-huh. then he backs away again. And okay. I'm just, it's just me home by myself. And usually now my boys, when they go out um, in the backyard and tell him go inside or inside He'll, he listens to them, and he'll. But they have to go out to get him to come in. Uh huh. So I don't know what this this what he's afraid of or at the door. Well, so that's probably really fun when you're trying to leave to go to work in the morning. <laughs> I would it, it is, and it's terrible. And even at night, like it, 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 he doesn't want to come in until like it's really dark. 
I mean, okay. yeah, but in the morning it's terrible. And so the last few days I've just left them out all day. I've just put food and water out and because I, I can't get him in. And he's 12? He's nine. He's nine. How long has he been doing this? Probably maybe a couple of months. It's just gotten really bad in the last probably three weeks, three weeks probably where I just, I cannot, no matter what I do, he won't come in. Okay. All right. What's his name? Sandy. Sandy, like S-A-N-D-Y? S-A-M-M-Y, Sammy. Sam. 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 Sammy. All right. What I'm going to do, Patty, is I'm going to connect to you. And how I connect to you is, first of all, I raise my vibrational level really high to the level of spirit. And then there's this laser beam that goes from my sternum and it goes directionally and it will hook into you. I'm in Birmingham, Alabama. You're in Oklahoma City, so it's going to go northeast, northwest, excuse me. Um, to hook into you, and then I'll get to Sammy through you. And let's just ask him some questions. Is he exhibiting weird behavior in any other way, or is this just it? Uh, he, he's a, kind of more timid, too, just in general. Okay. The only time right. he gets excited is when he is um, barking at squirrels in our backyard. <laughs> and is and there then, anything? Then, Go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, and, and I'm sorry. And, and then there's nothing you can do to get him, get, get his attention when that's happening either. Oh, how funny. He's a great squirrel hunter. Well, is there anything else that's happening around the house or in your life that's changed in the past three weeks or since this behavior started? Um, my oldest son moved out. Okay. Was he uh, really close to Sammy? No. And he is, you know, we always teased him that he killed our previous dog because when he would get mad and he's really loud and the, the dog would like always hide between my legs and he was a, you know, 90 pound husky. But I would think that Tommy's leaving would be com- a comfort to Sammy. Okay. Anything else going on? Any changes other Not than your really. son moving out? Okay. Not really. Okay. All right. But Nothing you haven't, well, you haven't like, changed carpeting or torn up flooring or anything um, along those lines that could have released mold spores or something into the air? No, I I did do, I've done a little bit of a remodel of the kitchen, which is where he comes in and that, but I've, it's all closed up. He, we did um, put in new countertops and backsplash uh-huh. and but the countertops went in a, couple, a few months ago. The backsplash we just did recently. But there's nothing, like, open or anything. So there isn't anything down at his level that... No, no, okay. nothing. And, and, all right. Well, let's just talk to him. Yeah, there's lots of things that are coming to my head. But I'm going to connect to you. So my laser beam's going northwest. I've got you on my radar. Okay, I've got Sammy on my radar. All right. Uh Okay, this is kind of what I suspected. I just said, Sammy, why are you reluctant to come in the kitchen? And he said, because I don't know where it is. He's got some kind of dementia going on. And that's what I was getting ahead. I was suspecting that when you were telling me about this. Um, I've seen dogs before that have Alzheimer's, kind of like dog Alzheimer's, if, for lack of a better word. And they get really confused even in their homes that they've lived in all their lives. And so... 
I think he's got some of that going on. Let's see if we can figure out what's causing it. It may be an environmental thing causing it, but I think he's just got some confusion, which would make sense if you're trying to get him to come in and he backs off and you open the door and, you know, he's confused about where he is and what he's trying to do. Um, That's exactly right. Yeah. That seems like the confusion that is on his, like when he comes to the door and he backs away, sometimes he'll come a little bit closer and he's kind of like trying to figure out, like, is it safe to go in there or is is, it yeah, I, think I can yeah. see that confusion. Yeah, it's a mental thing. I was checking to see if his eyes look okay, but it's a mental thing. Um, I said, do you have dog's Alzheimer's? And he said, no, I just am going into dementia. <laughs> I said, okay, well, he's being specific with what his ailment is here. All right. I said, is there anything that Patty can do for you? And he said, just love me. How sweet is that? Oh, that makes me weepy. Um, uh, what will help you? He's saying if you can put some um, items near the door, and he's showing me a blanket that has your scent on it, he'll recognize that, and that can help him identify that it's safe for him to come in. So that's going to be kind of a hassle to leave. Is there like an old T-shirt or something you can wear that you can get your scent on and then um, and then put it there so he can smell it or reach out with it so he can smell it? And um, and then that will help him know that that's you and, and, um, and it's safe to come in. Does that make sense? Yes. Okay. That's a good idea. Um, he said, have Patty talk to you when my behavior gets really wacky. And um, so he's basically saying, you know, talk to me. I can talk to him when his behavior gets wacky. And um, he's saying you, you eventually may need to put him down, but not right now. He's not ready right now. He's just in early stages of dementia but I, as I mentioned, I've seen this before, and interestingly enough, I saw it with a schnauzer in at a friend's house in Nashville, and this dog was like, I don't know, 10 or 11 or 12 years old, and he, his name was Caesar, and he'd come into a room in a house he'd lived in his whole life, and he'd look around like he had absolutely no clue where he was, and he lasted a couple of years before they put him down because he was just, you know, it, it was just too hard for him. But I really believe that's what's going on with Sammy. Okay. So get a T-shirt or something that you can wear that you don't care about and and hold it out to him when you're trying to get him to come in. He needs to be able to smell you, he's telling me. Not not anybody else, but just you. So he's probably the closest to you? Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. Where does he sleep at night? On my bed. Okay, so get a blanket. Well, that's why he was showing me a blanket. Is there a blanket or something you put down on the bed that he lays on? Yes, yes, okay. I do. That's what he was showing me. He was showing uh, me a blanket in the door. Do you have a sliding glass door there? I do. Okay, so he was showing me a blanket in front of the sliding glass door, and he was saying if you can hold it out and he can smell you on it and it smells familiar, it will help him identify that it's safe to come in. Does that uh, make sense? Yeah, that does. 
Okay. Yeah. That, All right. And that makes sense about his his mind too, because it just seems yeah. so odd. Yeah. Yeah. And okay. really, um, you know, your son leaving and doing some remodeling sometimes can trigger that. I think it's just changes for old dogs. But you know, you figure if he's dog years, he's he's getting up there. He's an, he's like an elderly dog. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. I know. I can't believe it, but yeah. Okay. okay. Well, thank you well, so much. That you is just, that Thanks is for joining us this evening, and good luck with Sammy. Thank you so much. All right. Take care. Bye-bye. Okay. Bye-bye. Next, we have Carla. Hi, Carla. Are you with us? I'm here. Hi there. How are you this evening? I'm good. How are you, Julie? Great. Thanks. Tell everybody where you're calling from. I'm calling from Minneapolis. Okay, Twin Cities. Yes. Beautiful area, especially this time of year with your bazillion lakes you guys have up there. Yes, this is is definitely the best time of year. (laughs) They they used to say, I used to live up up near there when I first got out of school, excuse me, and and they used to say this about Minnesota and Wisconsin that the state bird was the mosquito. Is that still the case? Yes. (laughs) <laughs> it is, yes. This is definitely mosquito season. So, um, but uh, we'll we'll take the sunshine and the warmth over the the sub temperatures in the winter. So I bet, I bet. Well, did you have a question for me? I do. I actually have two questions. The first okay. question is about a rental property. So my husband and I have a rental property that um, our renters just moved out, and we've kind of gone in and did some remodeling, and we're we're deciding whether we should sell it or we should keep it and find new renters. And one of the reasons we're thinking of selling it is because of the house next door. It's had a lot of criminal activity to the point where the police have actually classified it as a nuisance house. And we just don't feel comfortable putting another family in that house as a rental if that kind of um, activity is going to continue. Is it like drug-related activity? Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Okay, that's what I was getting. And right. uh, and so we've seen <laughs> some activity. Not walking around with to, machine guns or anything, right? Um, no, shot off, shot off, shotguns. They found in the house. It was oh, really Lord. bad. Oh wow. Yeah. So okay. so, but we've seen some activity lately where everybody's moved out, and it appears to be like they might be getting ready to sell it. And so if they're getting ready to sell it, then we wouldn't sell our property because we might actually sell that or buy that property and fix it up and and make it a rental. So long story short, we're just, we just don't know what to do. Should we keep the rental property? Should we sell it? And what's going to happen next door with that drug house? Okay, here's something that you can do, and you and I can do this together, and we'll see what we come up with. I've already gotten an answer, but but this is kind of a fun thing to do, and I find that it's really helpful. If you ask yourself in your head, is it in my best interest to, and you finish the sentence. So in this case, is it in my best interest, is it in our best interest to sell um, the rental property at this time? You know, make it as specific as you can because spirits are really literal. Uh, mm-hmm. If you ask it in your head, the first thing that comes into your head as fast as you can snap your finger is divine guidance. Okay? okay. So the, if you think about it for more than a couple of seconds, Carla, that's your brain answering yeah. you. Okay. So ask the question in your head. I'm going to ask it out loud. 
Carla, what's your husband's okay. name? A Dale. Dale. Okay. So is it in Carla and Dale's best interest? To, is this your only rental property? It is. Yep. At this okay. moment. Yeah. Is it in Carla and Dale's best interest to sell their rep, rental property at this moment in time? What's the first thing that comes in your head? I get a yes. I get a yes too. Okay. I get okay. a yes as well. Now, when you were telling me that these criminals were thinking about, you heard they were thinking, or you were thinking they may be selling their house. Um, let's ask that. Is will okay. the house next door to Carla's rental house with the drug traffickers in it be put up for sale? I get a no. Okay. okay. I get a no. And oftentimes okay. the answer is going to come in before the question's even asked, which it did in that case. Yeah. The reason, Carla, okay. that I like to phrase it like that, you know, isn't in my best interest too, is because things that are in the future have so many variables that come into play. And a lot of those variables involve your free will, somebody else's free will, on and on. We There's no way we can see what's over the hills in the horizon. So if we ask the question like that, is it in my best interest to, or is it in so-and-so's best interest to, and you finish the sentence, regardless of what it is, it's going to encompass all the variables and be in your best interest. Does that make sense? That makes perfect sense. Yeah. Okay. So the more you do it, it's like a muscle. We all have psychic ability. It's just learning to develop it. I know you've had times where you've thought of somebody and that person, either you ran into them or they called you or, you know, or something happened. We've all experienced that. That's our psychic ability at work. So use this tool on lots of things and have fun with it. And the more you use it, the better you'll get at it. So use it for things like, is it in my best interest to eat this piece of carrot cake? Or is it in my best interest to turn right at this stop sign? You know, I use it when I'm, when I'm lost and my GPS is lost too. <laughs> if I'm yes, in a yes. city, you know, driving somewhere. And it's amazing yep. how accurate it is. Okay. So, um, I like that. Use that when you're selling your house too on pricing it okay. and you know stuff like that. Is it in my best interest to price the house at X? Okay. You're going to be amazed at the information that you get that will be really that helpful and it great. will be really accurate too. And I have what's one second, other question. Yeah, what's your second okay. question? My second question is about my health. Um, yeah. I have for the probably last, oh, probably year and a half, I've just not felt good and I've gone to doctors and naturopaths and been on blood tests and different um, regimens and um, and so I'm now on a new one and um, it's not making me feel great, but they said that was typical and then it would start to kick in. But I just want to know if I'm on the right path and what really is wrong with me. Okay. All um, right. So I'm going to, like I just did with Patty, our first caller, I'm going to get you on my radar. Again, there's a laser beam. It's going to come from me here in Sweet Home, Alabama, and it's going to go northwest to you in Minnesota. I'm going to get you on my radar, got you on my radar. Okay. How old are you? Uh, I'm 42. All right. I think you're in perimenopause. Okay. Okay. And um, perimenopause can last 10 years before we go into regular menopause. When I 
have your have you on my radar, Carla? And this is how I know that there's a hormone deficiency. When I see a woman who is either in perimenopause or menopause, it your energy field looks like a dehydrated apple to me. Okay. You know what a dehydrated piece of fruit looks like? It's just kinda um kinda has like wrinkly kind of a wrinkly topping yeah. on it. And when I yeah. shoot estrogen energy into you, you plump up like a, you know, like a luscious ripe apple. So that tells me that you're, you're low in estrogen, especially estrogen, testosterone, and progesterone are the three sex hormones that are, are women, that women need as they go through perimenopause and menopause. You, are you familiar with bioidentical hormones by any chance? Uh, I am, yes. Okay. You want to be on bioidentical hormones because they okay. match the um, molecular structure that the body okay. manufactures and the, um, the uh, pharmaceutical hormones have extra molecules added to them so they can patent the formula. Okay. So you want to, you want to fake out the body basically with bioidentical hormones and, and the optimal age is usually between 25 or 30. And so it'll affect your blood tests. It's going to affect everything. So okay. that's what I'm getting. What kind of regimen okay. are you on? Well, I'm just on supplements right now because I did a, uh, a, a test and they thought my I had actually copper toxicity and I my get blood a yes work. On that. Okay. Yeah. Um, and um, part of the reason I've been struggling with candida is because of this kind of overload of uh, copper. Um, in my in my system, and it's just when you say dehydrated apple, that's how I feel. I'm just so tired all the time, yeah, and yeah. I I just don't have my sparkle as I uh, I right. like to put it. So and yeah. those hormones okay. are going to make you a new woman. And um, the okay. candida, I have suffered from candida most of my life. I when I was yeah. 40, I finally found a doctor to help me. If you listen to any of the other shows, go to bulletproofexec.com, bulletproofexec.com um, slash diet. And you can okay. download a free food chart. If you follow that, buy organic, buy, um, you know, buy uh, grass-fed beef, free-range organic chicken, wild-caught fish. Our food supply has antibiotics in it. And candida, overgrowth of candida is caused by overuse of antibiotics. And our food right. supply has it in it because non-organic food is sprayed with pesticides that kills bugs and it's antibiotics. So, <clears throat> excuse me, when we eat food that is non-organic, we're ingesting all kinds of antibiotics and the candida are having a field day. Okay. okay. A book, a couple books that I can recommend um, one is called Detoxification and Healing by Sidney Baker, M.D., and he uh, was a professor at both Princeton and Yale's medical schools, and he has a whole chapter in there about treating candida. And then another one is called Eat Fat, Get Thin by Mark Hyman, M.D., mm-hmm. and he is head of functional medicine at the Cleveland Clinic and has treated many, many, many patients with candida. So okay. if you do those two things, if you figure out, if you work on getting rid of the candida and yeah. um, also get on the hormones, you're going to be a new woman. That sounds wonderful. Okay. <laughs> All right. Okay. Terrific. Well, thanks so much for joining us this evening. Thank you so much. You bet. Take care. You Bye too. now. Bye-bye. 
We do this show every Thursday night. We record it, and uh, it's at 8 Eastern, 7 Central, 5 Pacific. The call-in number is 605-562-3140, and the access code is 533-677-POUND. And if you're driving and you can't write all this down, go on my website, askjulieryan.com, and all of this information is on the homepage down near the bottom. Also, while you're on the site, you'll see a tab where you can download the podcast and you can listen to it on your desktop or laptop. You can also go to your podcast icon on your smartphone or on your tablet and type in Ask Julie Ryan and subscribe to the feed and it will just let you know when the new shows are put up every week. Usually, it's they're put up on, on Sundays. We record them on Thursdays. They're up on Sundays. And then also at my website, Ask Julie julieryan.com you can submit a question and I will do my best to answer as many as I can during the show uh, you have a better chance of getting your question answered if you call in and join us plus it's more fun to talk to you and then lastly while you're on the site sign up for the newsletter it's a, about a one minute read that we send out on Wednesday mornings and it has a question that somebody has submitted and I answer it and you can there's a link you can read that if you want but it also has all this call-in information on it, and it's a reminder to uh, join us on this show taping, and, and it also has a link to download. Speaking of online questions submitted, here's one that uh, was, sub- was sent in by Luann from Harriman, Tennessee. And Luann asked, Hi, Julie, hoping you can help me. On May 31st, I had a hysterectomy and two weeks later started having a pretty serious complication that the doctors haven't been able to pinpoint. I've had multiple CT scans and have been examined a couple of times. However, my physicians and I are still trying to figure this out. Please help. Here's my response. Hi, Luann. Sorry you're feeling so poorly. When I connected with you, I could see you have a systemic bacterial infection. I believe it's a staph infection you got in the OR. In order to help, I applied lots of antibiotic energy to your body and suggest you have your doctor order a molecular test to identify and treat your infection. There's a company in Huntsville, Alabama called Diatherix, and it's spelled D-I-D as in David, I-A-T as in Tom, H-E-R-I-X. It's diatherix.com that will evaluate your specimen and within 24 hours identify the bacteria causing your problems. The old way of testing involves trying to get bacteria to grow in a Petri dish. This technique's been used since the 1800s and is normally ineffective primarily because the environment in a lab is very different from that of our bodies. And with most infections, there's usually a soup of bugs sharing genetic material. Diatherix is one of the only companies in the world that identifies viruses and bacteria by their DNA. This cutting-edge method of testing is way more accurate, a lot quicker, and is substantially less expensive. Hope this information helps and hope you feel better really soon. A couple of interesting notes. When most of us hear about or think about genetic testing, we think about testing our DNA to find out what our family history is or our heritage or is, so and, is somebody so-and-so's 
father or whatever, or are we brothers? You know, are we Siamese twins separated from birth? No, I'm kidding. And, um, and that obviously is a big area of it, but something that's really inciting, exciting um, in the medical field is genetic testing is being used for diagnosing and treating infections, disease, cancer, other chronic illnesses. And all of that stuff has this DNA sequence that can be detected in these labs now. It's really amazing the things they're coming up with, especially with cancer, because as the cancer cells mutate, one side of, the, of a cancer tumor, for instance, may have one set of DNA and another side may have another set of DNA. So with genetic testing, they can really pinpoint what the, the um, drugs are that will be the most helpful to use to treat a disease. And uh, so it's really exciting, all of the, the advances that are being made in the genetic testing world. Most of us have busy lives and we know that we're not getting the nutrients and the vitamins and the minerals that we need. So I'm always looking for easy ways to ingest them. I found one, it's called Beam Minerals. And what I find is that most of us don't get enough potassium, magnesium, and calcium. Those are the big three. And so what Beam Minerals does is it's put all these minerals in a liquid form that's easy to drink because it tastes like water. It's got all these important minerals and a whole bunch of other ones. And I find that they're really helpful. They save me time. They're easy to take. And I suggest that you give them a try. Go to Beam Minerals. B as in boy, E-A-M, minerals, plural, dot com, and use the code Julie Ryan, all together, no space, at checkout, and you'll get 20% off your order. That's Beam Minerals, B-E-A-M, minerals, dot com, and use Julie Ryan at checkout, and you'll get a 20% discount. Give it a try and let me know what you think. All right. Let's go to another caller. We have, I believe we have Judy on the line. Hi, Judy. Are you with us? Hi, I'm here. Hi, Judy. How are you this evening? Oh, getting along. (laughs) Good. Tell everybody where you're calling from. Palm Beach Gardens, Florida. Palm Beach Gardens. Did you have a question for me? Yes. um, We worked um, a few days ago. Right. uh, situation that I'm having, uh, but I, I'm i not sure if it's a reaction I'm having to the medication. Okay. I was given some penicillin, and okay. I get this kind of itchy, burning feeling right after I take it, and then, okay. you know. Mm-hmm. Judy, can you tell everybody an abbreviated version of what's going on with you, and then and then I'll scan you and see what's going on with this penicillin? Right. I have a cyst that appeared out of nowhere mm-hmm. and ballooned into three times the size of what it possibly should have been in that short period of time. Mm-hmm. And I have not I have not been able to get into the doctor because my doctor was on vacation. Then her, you know, a long story short, I couldn't get in. So I had a, a call scheduled with Judy and she took a look at it. And she ended the call and told me, you need to get 
to a doctor like right away. But she mm-hmm. worked on it, you know, a little energy transmission and identified what was going on. And she said, well, you need to go see a doctor. Mm-hmm. About four hours after I spoke with Judy, sorry, Julie, about four hours after, it just started draining. And I had been doing everything, soaking in hot water, doing all that stuff. But then the the, the situation just started to drain. Mm-hmm. So, And then the next morning, I was able to into a doctor that I had never seen. And he just went in, did what he had to do, no questions asked, very supportive family mm-hmm. of doctors. And mm-hmm. here I am today. Well, the, inter- the interesting thing was um, when we spoke, this cyst had not had not started draining yet. It, it was not Nothing. oozing yet. But but when I got you on my radar, I kept seeing it oozing, and I thought, all mm-hmm. right, well, I'm just seeing it ahead of time. And then a few hours later, it started oozing. So yeah. I. I really appreciated you letting me know that I was very worried about you. It's a bacterial infection. And mm-hmm. how I know something is a bacterial infection is the energy in somebody's body looks hot pink to me, hot peptobismol pink. And a viral infection looks like kind of a, um, a brownish liquidy, has a brownish liquidy consistency. So I can always tell the difference between a a viral infection, bacterial infection. You had a raging bacterial infection, which is why oh, I wanted to um, go see a doctor. And you had a fever too, didn't you? Right. And yeah. it did, when it started draining, it was that Pepto-Bismol pink. Uh, interesting. Huh. Well, interesting. That's, what, that's the energy <laughs> that I was shooting on you, was it's antibi- <laughs> antibacterial, antibiotic, mm-hmm. I guess. Same thing, energy, and I can shoot it on you and make it really intense. So good. I guess hopefully it's helping to speed up the healing. Okay, so I'm going to get you back on my radar. Okay, your infection is not as bad with the penicillin. Mm -hmm. You are having a reaction to the penicillin. Um, uh, I would call the doctor. They're going to have some kind of a, a, you know, after hours service that will probably mm-hmm. answer the phone and they will contact the doctor. I think you need to have something else called in. Tell them you're having an allergic reaction to the penicillin and okay. you need you need something else called in. Okay. Uh, okay, I'm allergic to penicillin too. And it's the same thing. Makes me itch. Eventually it'll go into hives. I haven't taken it since I was probably in college. Just stay away from it. And there's a there are different kinds of antibiotics that aren't part of that class that they can give you, right. but you need to stay yeah, on it. Well, I couldn't do, yeah, everything else he tested I couldn't do because I'm allergic to sulfur, and right. um, he wanted to give me hydrocodone, and I have to stay away from that. Yeah. So but he there's, gave there's, me... There's, uh, there are different antibiotics they can prescribe that are not, right. in, the, not in the penicillin class. Mm-hmm. So I would get on the phone when we hang up and, um, and give them a call. They'll have an after-hours mm-hmm. Uh, service likely and then um, Mm -hmm. get on something else but how I know you're better is when I see a total systemic infection it's the whole body is covered your infection is from about your uh, about your hips up a little below about your pelvis up to your Mm -hmm. head so that's how I see infections leave the body 
is they is they leave through the top of the head, and I can always mm-hmm. tell somebody's getting better because of that. So, okay. okay, this is the second time in a couple of days I've told you to get off the phone and call the doctor. <laughs> right? <laughs> so, but you're healing. You're on the mend, so that's good. Yes. Are you in less pain? Okay. No pain. No pain. I, well, I tried some Advil, and I think the Advil, I'm allergic to the Advil, too, because it's, it's worse when I take the Advil. My whole body heats up, and I'm just, like, ready to run on a cold shower or something. Okay. Well, so uh, you were in a lot of pain when I talked to you before, so the fact that that cyst is draining is telling you that your body's healing, right? Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, terrific. Well, thank you so mm-hmm. much for... Joining us this evening, and and I hope you feel better real soon. I hope that heals quickly. Thank you, and you are bad. Thanks for calling. Take care. Uh Bye bye. Okay, let's go to another question submitted online, and this this one was really a fun one. It. comes from Chrissy in Gladwin, Michigan, and she says, Hi, Julie. I've heard you talk about people's energy fields, and I'd like to know if you could scan mine. I feel like I'm constantly struggling, and every time I come close to achieving success, especially financially, it falls through. I never dwell on anything that has happened. I just try to accept and learn from things and move on. For the most part, I think I do a pretty good job of staying positive. Do I have some kind of limiting belief that I'm unaware of, or am I just not meant to be successful at this point in my life? I would greatly appreciate any advice. Thank you. And here's my response. Hi, Chrissy. Great question. When I scanned you, I got an answer that will most likely surprise you. You do, in fact, have a large tear in the membrane of your energy field. It's on the front of your body and goes in a horizontal direction all the way across the center of your ribs. And I'm going to explain this when I get done reading this so it makes more sense. When I energetically dove into the tear, as usual, I was shown a movie of an emotional trauma that caused the tear. In your case, it originated in a past life. In 1793, you were a 37-year-old man who was a crew member of a cargo ship attacked by pirates in the South China Sea. Now, I promise you, if I could make this stuff up, I'd be the next J.K. Rowling, and I'd have a billion-dollar Harry Potter empire. But this is wild. It always happens with past life stuff. It's, it's so much fun to hear this stuff. So I went on to say, you somehow ended up in the water and did your best to stay afloat in rough water and high waves caused by a violent storm. You ultimately lost the battle and drowned. I find there to be an interesting correlation between this scene and your current financial struggles. Have you ever heard the saying, so-and-so is, quote, drowning in debt? End quote. I believe this applies to you. Past life experiences, both good and bad, are carried forward in our cellular memory. I'll be delighted to help you release those traumatic memories and heal your energy field leak in a private session. Just go to AskJulieRyan.com and click on the Book Your Appointment button. Okay, a couple of notes here. Let me explain what this energy field thing is. Most of us that have been raised in some kind of a religion or spiritual tradition are taught that we have a soul or a spirit 
that is inside of our bodies. I was raised Catholic, went through 12 years of Catholic schools. I was taught the soul someplace in the chest area. (laughs) What I see is that the soul and the spirit are the same thing. And it looks like it reminds me of the... um, If you look at the old master's paintings of Jesus and the Virgin Mary and the saints, where they have a halo either around their head or they have a halo around their whole body in those paintings, that's their spirit. I believe that back in those days, the painters could actually see energy fields. I think we've just dumbed ourselves down with our modern scientific approach to everything where we're all linear thinkers. But As I mentioned before, everybody has the ability to see this. So the spirit, if you can imagine the spirit is us, it's eternal. If you imagine it as a paper doll, and then the the body would be the paper doll's clothing that would go on top of the spirit. So the spirit encompasses the whole body, but the body's on top of it, and it's all holographic. It's all intertwined. Furthermore, I believe that our spirits incarnate were born to have the human experience. And so everything that we go through in life is part of our soul or our spirit's journey to have the human experience. Well, that energy field or that spirit, I use them interchangeably, has a membrane that encompasses it. And the membrane to me feels like a piece of saran wrap. You can imagine your body being wrapped in saran wrap. It's kind of rubbery. You know, if you poke your finger through it, it kind of has, has a rubbery consistency. Whenever there's a disease or illness in place, there is always, always, always a tear or a hole in the energy field membrane, which allows for an energy leak, which causes the body to not be able to operate at its optimal level. Imagine a balloon with a tear in it. Well, the air is going to leak out, so the balloon's not going to stay inflated. And if you've ever heard or read anything about acupressure or acupuncture, they talk about energy leaks and they talk about healing them so that the body's chi flows or body's energy flows. I mean, this is ancient uh, Eastern medicine. So what I see happen is when somebody has some kind of an illness or disease going on, there's always a tear or a hole in this energy membrane. When I do a private healing with somebody, it lasts an hour, and I'll, I, there are three phases to it. The first one is I'll shoot energy through them, and I'll, I'll see a, it's like I have a big screen TV in my head, and I can see um, broken bones, torn ligaments, viral infections, bacterial infections, cancer whatever. And it's almost as if I'm looking at a CT scan or an x-ray or an MRI in my head. And I can see that. So that's the first area. The second thing that happens is there's always some kind of an energetic healing that occurs. And it either is, can be something as inconsequential as some kind of a wound being dressed with energetic dressing to I've seen lots of surgeries. I've seen organ transplants. I've seen all kinds of wild things. By the way, I'm an inventor of surgical devices that are sold around the world. So I've spent most of my career in in and around the operating room and I know what goes on in there. So that's the second phase is some kind of a healing happens. I think that's what happened with Judy with that cyst 
that because of the energetic healing, four hours later, that cyst started to drain, and now she's not in pain like she was a couple days ago when I spoke with her. And then the third thing is we need to repair the energy field membrane in order for the body to go back to full power. So what I do there is I envision myself going into that hole or that tear, and I'm shown some kind of a scene. And it's almost as if I'm watching a movie and I'm given dates and times and places and people who are with the person I'm, I'm, I'm scanning. And it's either something, some traumatic event that's happened in this lifetime or in a past lifetime. I believe our souls live many, many lifetimes for this human experience journey that our spirits and our souls are on. So in Chrissy's case, Hers was a past life experience, and it involved pirates in the South China Seas and all of that. I've had other ones that um, involved ancient wars in Greece or Rome or whatever, and I'll get dates, and I'll get who the king or the pharaoh was, and we'll Google it, and they'll correspond. It is just wild, and it's so much fun. I did a private session with a woman earlier today who was having some medical issues. She had a tear in her energy field membrane. I envisioned myself going into it. I was shown a scene when she was 17, and she was molested. And I said, you were, were you molested when you were 17? And she said, yeah, I was. I mean, all that stuff happens. So these emotional traumatic events can be things as inconsequential, again, as somebody called you a bad name in second grade to something like this gal this afternoon who was molested as a teenager. And she was in the hospital having pancreatic surgery now. But that tear had been in her energy field. She's 60 now. It had been there, and this disease had set in through all of these decades. So when I say I'm working on somebody's membrane of their energy field, or I say I'm doing a healing on somebody, or I'm scanning somebody, now you'll know what I'm talking about, um, those three phases. And obviously, when you call and you book a, or when you go online and you book a private session, we have time to do all of that. We don't have time on uh, calls normally. Okay, after that long diatribe here, let's go to another question. This is from Leona in Petaluma, California, and she says, Hi, Julie. My husband Tom was diagnosed with COPD a few months ago. He's been in the VA hospital in San Francisco every month since February, each time for about five days or so. This last time was different, though, and is scaring both of us. He went in last Thursday with wheezing and coughing, and now it's changed to dizziness, lightheadedness, and he keeps falling and vomiting. It's been a week since he's been there, and it's getting worse. Tom's had numerous tests to figure out what's going on. The neurologist has ruled out many things like stroke, etc., is there anything you can see that might be causing all of this? Thank you so much for anything you might suggest. And here's my response. Hi, Leona. I'm sorry Tom's having such a tough time. In order to scan your husband, I connected to you and through you to Tom. He's in phase two of the 12 phases of transition, which means his spirit is out of his body. 
It's attached to the top of his head in a bubble configuration. It looks like a cartoon caption bubble. If you ever look at a cartoon and like Dennis the Menace and then what he's thinking is in a bubble and the words are in the bubble. That's what the spirit looks like as somebody's dying. To me, that's what it looks like. And it's hooked onto the top of the head. I've said, uh, let's see, looks like a cartoon caption. And the spirits of his deceased parents are at his feet. Please go to my website, AskJulieRyan.com, and click on the 12 phases of transition tab to see a graphic of what I'm describing. The good news is he isn't dying. He's just scared. The temporary bad news is I'm unable to scan him medically while his spirit is outside of his body. It's as if he isn't plugged into a light source. For good measure, I asked Tom the three questions I always ask everyone who is experiencing the 12 phases of transition, and I got these answers. I asked him, are you ready to go? He said, no. Are you in pain? He said, yes. What do you need? He answered, for someone to figure out what the heck is happening to me. Having said all that, although I'm unable to see what's happening, I'm getting his symptoms are being caused from a reaction to the combination of all of his medications. I believe he is dramatically over-medicated. Please check back with me in a couple of days. By that time, his spirit will hopefully be back in his body, and I'll get a better picture of his medical condition. Hang in there. It's really common when people have surgery for their spirits to be outside of their body and kind of flying around sometimes even, sometimes not even attached to the top of their head. Reminds me of the cartoon when we were little some of us are my age, um, Casper the Friendly Ghost, when he would fly around with the other ghosts. And uh, my one girlfriend, Angela, had a very long surgery several years ago. And, and after surgery, she was just, her spirit was flying around all over the place. It was wild. And her mom's spirit, um, her mom was deceased, and her mom's spirit was in the recovery room with her. And she finally said, Angela, get back in your body. And her spirit went right back in her body. It was hilarious. But it's very common for our spirits to do that. Also, when we sleep at night, our spirits do um, travel. It's called celestial travel. And have you ever felt like you were falling and you woke up with a start from a dream, well, a lot of times that's your spirit coming back into your body. So oftentimes our spirits will will travel to different places and be with different people in a different reality, if you will. And that's very common too. We all do it. So um, that's that was the answer that I came up with for Leona, and I hope her husband's doing better. Um, also, update from a caller last week. We had Caitlin call in, and she was talking about a young girl in Toledo, Ohio, who was riding her bike and didn't come home at night. And so she... Um, uh, they called the police, and by the time Caitlin, who was a friend of the family, got to Toledo, she and her family, uh, the FBI was on the ground, and they were looking for this Sierra girl. And so she was. She called in, wanted to know if I could help find her. And I was getting that Sierra was dead when um, Caitlin called me. She called me a couple days after she went missing because Sierra's spirit was standing in front of my desk, and I could see her spirit, and she was telling me where she was. So Caitlin called me and 
Oftentimes, I can get latitude and longitude coordinates, which will help law enforcement and the FBI find somebody. But in Sierra's case, I wasn't able to do that simply because she was dead. So it was like there wasn't a live energy signal that we could pick up. And then this weekend, I was online and I saw that they had found her body. So um, our thoughts and prayers go out to her family and, uh, yeah, God, I can't even imagine. She's a 20-year-old college student in Toledo, Ohio. And when Caitlin called in, they were concerned that she had been kidnapped and sold into slavery, white slavery, um, sex slavery, I guess. And uh, um, she said Toledo is one of the top cities in the country for that, which who knew that? All right. Again, we do this show every Thursday night. It's at 8 Eastern, 7 Central, 5 Pacific. The phone number to call in and join us is 605-562-3140, and the access code is 533-677-POUND. You can find that information on my website, askjulieryan.com. Go on the homepage, go down to the bottom. All of this information is there. There's also a link there that you can submit a question online, and while you're on the site, you can download the podcast or download it on your smartphone or your tablet. And while you're there, sign up for the newsletter and you'll get a reminder each week to join us and hopefully call in. All right, let's see. I think we have time for one other question. And uh, here's one from Joan in Courtdale, Pennsylvania. And Joan says, hi, Julie. For about the last three or four years, all I do is worry about dying or my loved ones dying. None of us are sick. I just have anxiety about it all the time. I feel like I'm wearing a shroud and can't shake it. Do you see anything in or around me? Thanks, Julie, for all you do for us listeners. And here's my response. Hi, Joan. I connected with you and first noticed you looked depressed. Not just your head, but your whole body. When I see depression in a person's energy field, it looks like a brownish, grayish, dry fog. I got that your depression is caused by a lack of hormones, a lack of sunshine, too much sugar, and an unhealthy diet. So, regarding your hormones, I suggest educating yourself on bioidentical hormones. We just talked about that earlier with Carla. And um, the bioidentical hormones, again, they exactly replicate the hormones our body makes when we're fertile. When we get older and we start going through menopause, we women, those hormone levels decline we can replace them, and, and it really helps make us feel better and keeps us healthy, keeps our brains healthy, our bones healthy, our skin healthy. And um, Okay, and then I went on to say, to find a knowledgeable doctor in your area, go to the American Academy of Anti-Aging Medicine website, and that's A, the letter A, the number 4, the letter M.com, so A4M.com. As for your diet, go to bulletproof.com slash diet and download the free food chart. Buy organic produce and grass-fed meat, organic free-range chicken, and wild-cut fish. Again, what we were talking with Carla about a few minutes ago. The easiest remedy is saved for last. Stay away from foods containing sugar and let the sun warm your skin for at least 15 minutes a day. Before 10 a.m. and after 4 p.m. is best, especially in the summer. 
The good news here is neither you nor any of your loved one is dying and your depression is completely fixable. Give it a try. You're bound to feel better than you have in years. Thanks for your question. When I talk about what things look like, like um, depression, I can tell when I scan somebody. And by the way, I turn it on and off at will. I don't go around scanning people. (laughs) Number one, I don't think it's ethical. Number two, it's none of my darn business. And number three, I don't really want to know. So I turn it on and off in a second. And when I scan somebody and I see this brownish grayish fog in their energy field, it's depression. If it's more grayish, that means that, that it's, it's um, chemically induced, either with pharmaceuticals or recreational drugs. And it's just this haze that's usually around their head. So I can tell when that's going on. Does that mean that's what it really looks like? Not necessarily. That's what it means. That it means that's what it looks like to me, so I can identify it. And I've been doing this for over 20 years, so I know what stuff looks like. And to me, it identifies these kinds of um, different situations. So, uh, lack of sunshine. We are all so afraid of melanoma. We've got all this sunscreen. You know, there's shelves of it in just about every store we go in and the melanoma rates are higher than they've ever been. So our bodies are supposed to get some sunlight, get some sunlight as many days a week as you can, at least for 15 minutes. It helps the body make, make, uh, um, D vitamins. And it's just so important to keep us healthy. People say, no, I can't because my dermatologist told me to stay out of the sun. Well, stay out of the sun when you're at the beach during the hottest hours of the day, but for 15 minutes a day or so, it's really good for us to get in the sun and and get some of that good vitamin D on our skin without any sunscreen on it. So we are out of time, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us this evening and uh, hope to hear from you next week. Send me a question, call us, and uh, I'll be delighted to talk with you. Have a great week, everybody. Thanks so much. Bye-bye. Thanks for joining us. Be sure to follow Julie on Instagram and YouTube at Ask Julie Ryan and like her on Facebook at Ask Julie Ryan. To schedule an appointment or submit a question, please visit AskJulieRyan.com. This show is for informational purposes only. It is not intended to be medical, psychological, financial, or legal advice. Please contact a licensed professional. The Ask Julie Ryan Show, Julie Ryan and all parties involved in producing, recording, and distributing it assume no responsibility for listeners' actions based on any information heard on this or any Ask Julie Ryan shows or podcasts.